You're listening to the Lean Six Sigma for Good podcast. We help you learn how Lean and Six Sigma concepts can be applied to nonprofits, NGOs, and not-for-profit organizations. Visit us at LeanSixSigmaForGood.com. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us for the webcast, Lean Process Improvements and Project Delivery Initiatives at Massachusetts Port Authority presented by Sustainable Development Division and the Mass Port Authority. I am Amy Straub, and I will provide technical support for today's webcast. After the presentation, there will be a Q&A session that will be moderated by John Corliss. Now I will turn it over to John Corliss to introduce you to today's presenters, Dr. Luciana Verdi and Darcy DeGeorge. Good afternoon. On behalf of the Sustainable Development Division, I'd like to welcome you all. Each year, the division recognizes a government or nonprofit organization that has achieved superior results in applying industrial and systems engineering tools and methods to improve their own sustainability and to contribute to the achievement of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. In doing so, we hope to illustrate that almost everything that industrial and systems engineers do contributes to organizational, community, and global sustainability. We also hope to inspire at least some ISEs to steer their careers in a direction where they can take a sustainability leadership role in businesses, governments, or nonprofit organizations and help address these critical challenges in an era of climate change. This year's recipient of the Excellence in Sustainable Development Award is the Massachusetts Port Authority. I'm very happy that they are with us today to share the exciting work they have been doing and the successes that they've achieved. It's my pleasure to introduce Dr. Luciana Berti, Director of Capital Programs and Environmental Affairs at Massport. As director, she's responsible for the development, administration, and execution of the capital investment program for all Massport facilities. She leads the authority's environmental permitting and management, safety program, utilities management, and in-house design and design technology integration teams. In her role, Luciana is, a lead, is leading the shift of the capital programs toward a more innovative, progressive, data and design technology-driven department. By adopting lean, scrum, and lean construction principles, she's also very committed to create a culture of continuous improvement focusing on delivering best-in-class infrastructure projects to Massport customers. Beyond this, I know that Luciana is a leading advocate for the adoption of lean engineering and construction at Massport, where all of the uh, infrastructure contracts that I've seen now require lean engineering and construction approach, but also for other state agencies and in New England in general. We also have with us Darcy DeGeorge, a principal at Stantec. Darcy has more than 25 years of experience managing large multidiscipline design and construction projects. She's a registered professional engineer and holds the Associated General Contractors of America Certi Certificate of Management in Lean Construction and is a Lean Six Sigma Black Belt. Darcy is a Lean Champion at Stantec, introducing and educating their transportation sector about its many benefits and opportunities. Darcy has partnered with Massport to provide lean training for their capital programs and environmental affairs department and develop Massport standards, lean guidebooks and templates. So I'm very pleased to uh, be able to introduce 
both Luciana and, and Darcy and for them to be able to share the exciting work they're doing. Thank you for, for being here today. Thank you, John. Thank you, Amy. Thank you to the Institute of Industrial and System Engineers for inviting us here. Uh, so Darcy and I are very excited and we'll, uh, uh, we'll try to present and we'll try to show um, what we have done and what we are continuing to do. Next slide, please. Uh, so today's presentation, uh, great. Today's presentation, we're really, uh, I'm trying to focus and we will try to focus a couple of minutes on just an introduction, who Massport is and what do we do? I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with us. Uh, second, we'll discuss about the UN Sustainable Development Goals, our internal lean process we have done from more lean as an organization, uh, the implementation of those lean and then uh, lean element. Uh, and then Darcy will uh, cover some of our lean training that we are doing in-house and talk to you about some additional resources. So who's Massport? Uh, Sorry, you probably hear my dog in the background. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, so we have three major line of business. So we, uh, the first one is probably the, the major, the one more quote unquote famous is our aviation. We own, manage and operate Logan Airport, Hanscom Field and Worcester Airport. Um, the the, the biggest uh, the biggest airport is obviously Logan, and I'm assuming that a lot of you already landed many many times on our in our facility. But aside for the aviation piece, we we are also port authority. So we have the Conley terminal, and you'll see on the image on the right we have a Conley terminal, we have a cruise port, uh, and we also own some seafood. We are some seafood landlord and the auto port. And finally, our third line of business is real estate. We are big real estate um, agent in some way. We we issued RFQs, we issued RFP for uh, developers to build uh, on our facilities. And you can see still on the image on the right, we um, we we have we develop ninety nine year leases in the South Boston and some other maritime focus on maritime properties. If we just uh, focus a couple of <clears throat> more second on Logan. Next, uh, next slide. Um, Logan, it's uh, from a from a uh, you know aerial perspective. It's a very small airport. We only have four terminals. Uh, we were one. We were the seventeen busy, busiest airport in uh, pre-COVID, and in only twenty four hundred acres. We have six runways, six major runways, and four terminals. So we have, and we are surrounded by many communities. So every time we discuss and we uh, we try to work, we need to consider the communities that we are surrounded about. Uh, in roughly two years ago, uh, a year and a half ago, I took over in the middle of the pandemic. I took over uh, as a director after being um, deputy director for eight years. Uh, one of the major shifts, and as John mentioned, a major element, it's really try to rethink uh, what uh, capital program would we deliver as a value. And you will hear through the entire presentation that I always talk about instead of organization, uh, like how we are organized, what are the line between units within my department, I talk about value stream because uh, at the end, what we do, we are a service department, we are servicing our client, 
and our client, the customer is definitely the, uh, the, the passenger that uses our facility, but the clients are our aviation, our maritime, our real estate, uh, and our airline that use also the, the, our facility. Uh, so the big vision of our department, it's really to transform the, our industry. When we say our industry, it's uh, our aviation industry, our design and construction and real estate industry. And we want to provide value. We don't want just to deliver projects. We want to provide value while delivering projects. And, um, and obviously, as a fundamental uh, value stream is actually delivering uh, the best the best in class infrastructure that are needed. Um, the, our department is it's divided, it's organized uh, in four value stream, in four plus one value stream. And um, lines exist within these four uh, plus one major value stream, but obviously it's the capital program development. We develop, we facilitate the discussion and develop the five-year SIP. Uh, the capital improvement plan. Um, it's a five-year rolling SIP. We also manage all the programming, visioning, design, and construction of everything that gets built in our facility. Uh, a major element is our environmental um, and sustainability resiliency piece, and then the technology. The technology for a long time has been seen only as an add-on, uh, but the more we embrace the technology and the more we see how technology can really uh, produce additional value if you look at virtual design and construction, if you look at them. But all and foremost, you know, um, what I want to make sure that we don't start delivering silos of excellence, right? We can deliver value, but if we don't try to connect the four pillar, we, we are basically staying within our little silos. So uh, the performance optimization and excellence is critical to how we deliver, to the consistency, to, um, to better and deliver our projects in, in, in any way we can. So what are we going to be focusing today? It's in the next the next slide. And really, uh, we're going to be focusing on the sustainability piece. And when we talk about the sustainability piece, we also, next slide, we'll talk about the net zero. One of the major uh, goal and strategic priorities for the current CEO, Lisa Willand, is really to reach net zero by 2031. And at zero, uh, net zero for an airport, it's, it's easy and not easy uh, because the, if you look at the 100% of our, of our emission, uh, Massport owned, you know, we call scope one and scope two, our own, the bigger emission are the airline, the, the, you know, the, the airline and the airplane. Uh, but we, so something that we, um, our own emission, it's really 17% of the major airport emission. But it doesn't mean that we don't have to work on influencing uh, the bigger, the 70 and plus percent of the emission of our partners. So uh, we started, we developed, uh, we had a high level roadmap that was issued in March. And we hired an additional subconsultant to uh, to help us really identify what are what are our projects and what needs to be done uh, to be able to achieve the net zero 2031. That is the 75th birthday uh, of uh, of Massport, and do it in reality even before um, the the 2050 uh, goal that is the state goal. 
Um, the other element that we're gonna be talking today is the plus one, the perform performance optimization. And, uh, and I will now pass it to, to Darcy to go to the next step. All right, thanks, Luciana. Um, so as John introduced, MassCourt was named IISC 2022 Excellence in Sustainable Development Award winner. Um, today's webinar, we're mostly gonna mostly gonna focus on on the lean process improvements at Massport, um, but we did want to carve out some time to overview the sustainable development portion of the award. Let's see, so the award submission asked us to identify direct and indirect impacts on the 17 UN goals. Um, so in our application, we identified two direct measurable impacts, and those are circled here in green. Um, goal number nine, industry, innovation, and infrastructure. Uh, Massport directly supports this goal through their climate resiliency objectives. Um, and goal 11, sustainable cities and communities, again, directly supported through Massport sustainability initiatives and their standards. Um, and then on the bottom here, an indirect impact circled in gray, goal 17, partnerships for the goals. Um, so for those of you in the Boston area or aviation industry, um, you know Massport has been quite active in sharing their forward thinking about emergent technologies like Lean and BIM that Luciana just spoke about. Um, and sustainability initiatives to drive the greater good of the community. So if you're interested in more detail about Massport Sustainable Development, our award submission um, included a good deal of data about their resiliency, sustainability, and net zero initiatives. So I wanted to mention that um, in our meeting with John and Amy the other day, uh, John talked about the many other goals we could have listed in our application. So I circled a couple more in here in orange. Uh, goal 13, climate action, supported by the net zero initiative Luciana just spoke about. Um, and goal 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. Um, Massport has really made a, made a priority of diverse teams in their in their contract and, and selection criteria. So this leads us into connecting the dots between Massport's process improvements and the support of the UN goals. So uh, the lean processes and tools, they've enabled Massport to really prioritize sustainability and resiliency in their design and construction. Um, they're now purposefully ingrained in the design right at the outset, making them a priority. So they're not an afterthought, they're not an obligation. Um, and this focus has really enabled the authority to build a safe, reliable, and responsible infrastructure. Um, so now Luciana will present some process improvements they've made at Massport. Thank you, Darcy. Um, so as uh, Darcy mentioned, I will uh, uh, go to the next slide, please. I will, uh, uh, I will, focus very high level on the many process improvement efforts that the capital program department has done in the past 10 years. And yes, we started 10 years ago. I will not go into any details because I can actually speak 
for an hour for each of them. So please, if you are interested to go in any uh, deeper, you know, to have any deeper dives in any of these items, feel free to reach out at the end of the presentation. There is an email address. I'm more than happy to spend time. Uh, so today you'll just get a very high level, uh, high level presentation. Um, a bigger uh, a bigger question every time we are looking into asking for consultant like Darcy who wants to work for Massport uh, to be part of a process improvement, I'm always asking myself, great, we ask our consultant to be lean, what about us, right? I, um, I'm of the opinion uh, that we cannot, uh, we cannot make requirements uh, to our consultant when we first don't try to make the same level of effort. So I, you, we will go through um, some. So we have two major efforts that we really identified and took charge. One is to look internally on how to improve our internal processes. And at the same time, asking and relating this, uh, educating the consultant and make sure that the consultant are embracing uh, the same idea of continuous improvement that we have. Um, next, please. So we have uh, in, in this slide, uh, so we start to, to, to understand our baseline. Where are we? What do we do? And 10 years ago, when I started the Massport, I was pretty new to anything, really. I experienced Massport only by traveling to Lugan. So I had no idea what the department really did, how we did it. Um, not even the, the big, uh, the, the, you know, the first few slides, all our, how extensive uh, our impact is. So I started looking uh, on what are the, the uh, what are the, where can we really focus our major intention and where was our major uh, pain points. Uh, so we look at consulting invoices. I, you know, it was taking us a long time, uh, contractor payment, and then also internally, um, you know, obviously for those two is the client, the customer, it's all of you who work for us and like to get paid quickly, right? Uh, but also internally, what is internally that we do that it's inhibiting, that it's slowing the process? Uh, so we look at meeting, we look at decision making, how long and why and who needed to be involved, uh, project reporting, and, and also the technology. In 2000, starting in 2012, when I started the Massport, technology was huge advancement. So we just needed to understand how to use it. So in the next slide, you'll see some of our base uh, summary baseline metrics. And as John mentioned, this was presented as part of our submission. So um, we'll be looking at really the high level and you will see the results uh, at the end uh, later on in the presentation. So and a lot of the hands off, 20 hands off before even the consultant, before within my department. And again, is not... Uh, when we, if let's focus on the invoice, for example, it's not to any um, to any steps uh, to any hands off between uh, between department. It's just within my department. It was was appalling. Uh, similar eighteen contractor. Pages and pages of guidelines on how to do things that were uh, three volumes, uh, highly um, very organized. But we all know uh, the. I always say paper is as updated as when you print it, right? Uh, because 
the, the things can change quickly, reporting, uh, project work planning, and you can see here we can we'll, okay, we'll go one by one and we'll see uh, some of the improvements that we did. So in our process, the, let's say the high level process is the same. And um, if you are if you have knowledge of lean, lean design and construction, lean Six Sigma, it's really the same, right? Uh, so we were trying to use some consistency. So identify the process, identify the challenge, and I understand the current state. Uh, then evaluate it with the process mapping, develop implementation, the future implementation, rollout learning. And uh, something very different between the implementation that we have done in Massport and an implementation that I've done on a previous organization is the last piece. The rollout and the learning is critical. Oftentimes, a lot of process improvement efforts uh, fail, not because the first three steps are not done, because the fourth step is done in a rush and the fifth step is not done, is not checked. So we all know that change is difficult and it's easy for people to just go back when nobody is quote unquote watching. So um, the, the next slide shows really high level. One of my personal goal is to make sure that we share what we learn with the rest of the world. Is the, is, and when I say the rest of the world, I really mean it because all of these guidelines and things are on our website. And anyone, I tell everybody, take it. Uh, we uh, included, we, we spent a, a year effort even on looking at how to uh, modify our contracts to incorporate lean and BIM. The contract, it's on our website. And I tell any other agency, go take it. You know, uh, the, going back to changing the industry, if what I learn, we'll just keep it to ourselves. We're not changing anybody. We're just changing ourselves. And that will not make for a better industry going forward. So looking for, uh, without finger pointing, looking for waste and try to eliminate the waste and do it continuously. So the top image is the roadmap for BIM implementation. Did we, did we do everything on that? No, we don't, we didn't. We're actually looking to update a pre-COVID and now we are looking at that too. The last planner system, the last planner system is a Lean Six Sigma, but how do we do it? it? If you want to know, it's on the website. And the project delivery guide is actually something uh, that we do internally. But all these efforts brought us to some good results. So if you really look at the next, at the next slide, you see some of the, ma the major results. So we went from 20 steps to six steps on consultant invoices. This is eliminated. Um, uh, and to me, six, it's even too much, but there are some steps, we call it the orange step, that are unnecessary, but you have to do it for the regulation of law. Uh, but from 18 to six, that's a huge improvement. And the way we did it, this was actually, those two were the first two that we did in 2013. Um, uh, we were able to eliminate, we were not paying consultant in uh, for 90 days. Uh, so, and we were able to eliminate it. And we, we are able now to pay within the 30 days. Uh, so the project delivery guide, we eliminated the three volumes that were not updated for ages. And we have one location, it's on our internal system, which is accessible to our consultant. They want to do work with us in which we identify, I don't know if we have some slides, where we identify who needs to do what, for what reason, and there are links 
to the to the document to some forms that if they need to be pre-filled. So the only location, if needs to be updated, is the only places that it will go and will will be done. Um, decision making is a great, and Darcy will touch upon when she looks at the training that we develop. Uh, we standardize how we make decisions, so the decision are tracked. Decision are I call it objectified. Oftentimes, decision are subjective. Who's uh, who? The top the top is. Uh, um, uh, title, it's in the room, makes the decision. That is not lean. Uh, so we uh, we democratize, uh, let's say, decision-making and uh, making sure that anything, any decision is as, obje as objectively done as it uh, can be done, right? There is always a hint of uh, uh, subjectivity uh, in decision-making and continuous improvement. We are doing a lot of, we are doing a lot of retrospective every, usually we, uh, in common practice to do lesson learned at the end of the project. What we try to do is uh, retrospective every three months on, um, for example, we have the Terminal E project, which you see an image just behind me. Project started in 2017 and won't be done until 2023. If we have to wait until 2023 to do a lesson learned, first we have forgot whatever happened in 2017. Um, and, and two, it's too big of a project not to learn while you are in it. So uh, we do it every three months. Sometimes are great session, other times, eh. Um, but then we learn and we'll, we'll go from there. So next, um, if you, uh, so if you look at our history, you can go to the next slide. I don't want to spend too much time here. Uh, we really, um, we started in 2013. Again, this is not an easy process, it's, it's a continuous, it's a continuous process. And uh, a recommendation that I tell everyone, don't try to, to bite bigger than you can. Just take a little steps, continuous improvement, right? Uh, we started with some lean training, then we went to the BIM guideline. Uh, we started to do uh, some knowledge sharing, implementation of the requisition, uh, the project delivery guide, the lean delivery guide, and the lean training. And from if you look at the sustainability piece, we did similarly. So uh, we did 2014. Uh, Massport was, I think, the first airport that uh, that had a person dedicated, a program manager dedicated to resiliency. But from the resiliency in 2014, we developed some guidelines, uh, the Logan Sustainability Management, all the way to, the, to 2021 with the net zero and 2022 with our net zero and larger climate action plan. Um, so the, the next slide shows the project delivery guide. Uh, this is, uh, um, again, a high level, uh, the, the Three manual, three 100 plus pages manual became the project delivery guide uh, on our internet. It's called Knowledge Owl, um, and they are updated. Uh, people go there. We used to training. Uh, the next slide uh, again. Those are the slides that we submitted also for the for the presentation. Uh, we, you you see the original um, value stream mapping of twenty steps again, just within our department, and we really we went from 20 to uh, to the six steps and you can see the green one are only two so in reality of the six steps only two bring value uh, which is means the customer will be willing to pay for but the yellow one other four yellow one are those that 
our internal audit probably um, had, you know, for because we are highly regulated, we are a, a governmental agency, we have to put in for audit, audit, audit purposes. So uh, the next one is uh, the dashboard. So every project delivers dashboard and we track, we track um, on the left side of this image, you're probably illegible. Um, you see that there are some steps. We do pool planning. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the pool planning, but we track the promises and what's not being done. And we critical to me is why you're not able to deliver what you promised you were able to deliver by this date. And the why is not to blame, but is, okay, is there a consistent problem that we have to address and eliminate? I hate workarounds because workarounds, there are, yes, gets things done, uh, but guess what? They don't get, they don't eliminate the problem. They just, uh, they just make it, um, um, they just leave it there and it's easier for the person next behind you that has to address the same problem to just eliminate it. The last planner system minimum guidelines, again, it's on our website, is uh, um, I, I make a joke here, I say it's a minimum standard, that means that every project needs to do at least what's in this little book. Uh, the last planner system, it's much bigger things, the lean uh, design and construction, it's a bigger things, but something that has to be done on any project, no matter the size, is what's in, inside this book. Um, the BIM roadmap I mentioned earlier, it's uh, the integration of technology, virtual design and construction in delivering project. And uh, the, uh, the knowledge sharing in the next slide is really, uh, I oftentimes present and go to the detail. And this is just a list of presentation because the more the industry, uh, I, I learn, by listening to other um, organization. And then I hope that other organization learn from, from what our experience is. Um, the Massport Sustainability and Resiliency Guideline, which is it's something that we are actually in the process of updating. Uh, we did develop those first one in 2013, 2014, uh, and after in 2021, uh, we in, under the light of the larger climate action plan and the net zero, we have seen the uh, the need to actually update this, and we have consultants that are working with us on updating this. And then the next slide is just a tease in uh, what Darcy will talk about uh, our lean internal rollout of our lean internal training. Darcy. All right. Thank you. Okay. So um, you can tell Luciana is very focused on process, process improvement. So um, she committed to a formal education program for her capital programs and environmental affairs department of 70 people. So in the spring, we held uh, six remote training classes, 90 minutes each, and it was mandatory training for the entire department. Uh, the intent of the training was to provide awareness level education of the lean processes and tools. Um, then in 2023, we will hold six more training classes. Uh, these will be in person, and these will be mandatory for the project managers. So the intent of that training will be actual application uh, so the PMs can be confident in project level implementation of their own. Um, 
So now I'm just going to show you again, we're staying super high level here, an uh, overview of, of what that training covered. So module one was our overall introduction to lean. Um, the department that Luciana oversees is a mixed audience of project managers, construction supervisors, accounting, admin, permitting, planning, uh, you name it, they have it. So um, to capture everyone's interest, we knew it was really critical for um, the attendees to understand that our training applied to each of them personally, um, not just for the project delivery teams themselves. So right off the bat, we acknowledge Lean's reputation. It's in manufacturing. It started at Toyota. Um, it's popular in, in vertical construction, particularly in healthcare. Um, so we really tried to set the stage, reinforce that Lean is a delivery or management or a process approach. So it is applicable to all sectors and specialties, including the public sector. Um, and it's scalable to all projects or processes. It's not just for vertical construction. It's not just for project delivery. Um, so once that stage was, was set, we introduced the six principles of lean, again, at a very high level. Uh, we used the Lean Construction Institute graphic that's shown on the left here. And then each of our following training modules, we highlighted a, a Lean principle to teach the concept in, in a little bit greater detail. Um, so this middle image real quickly here is, is um, Massport's recommended team structure for high-performing teams. It's a structure that blends the project team, uh, cluster teams, core team, executive team for smooth communication. Um, and then over to the right, the almighty expected outcomes agenda, um, getting back to basics on purposeful meetings and uh, thoughtfulness about the outcome of our meetings and our topics. So module two is where we focused on value, waste, and conditions of satisfaction. Um, Luciana spoke quite a bit about value. During these sessions, we explored the concept of value from the customer perspective. And of course, the waste that brings no, no value to our customers. Um, the middle graphic here is a poster that Luciana and her team created. It's hanging in their, in their walls in Boston. Um, it identifies the seven plus one lean wastes um, to keep them top of mind. But the core of this module was explaining the value of setting conditions of satisfaction, um, tracking them, and measuring them for success. Um, there's been a, a big push at Massport to divine the COS in partnership with their stakeholders, the, the folks she was just talking about, aviation, uh, real estate, right in the room together. Um, the photos on the right of this slide here are from a, a project we're currently working on at Logan's Terminal B. Um, and in that session, every stakeholder had the opportunity to participate in actually defining the project priorities. It's pretty powerful. Um, and I'll just mention that that little COS logo up there. Again, another, uh, another image Luciana's team created and is also uh, posted around the building as a, as a gentle reminder to always be driving toward your, your COS. Module three was our workflow module. Uh, we introduced the last planner system, emphasizing the importance of collaborative planning, 
transparency, reliability, and accountability. Um, Last Planner System is a trademarked workflow tool from Lean Construction Institute. And as Luciana mentioned, Massport developed their own minimum standards guides to set clear expectations of how Massport will deliver the Last Planner System. So our module overviewed the five connection conversations of Last Planner. Uh, the photo here on the lower left shows what's called a phase pull planning session. Um, where the project team gets together either remotely or in person in this particular case that to develop a, a task level schedule. Uh, we went on to explain the importance of, of clearing our constraints to make our work ready, uh, the accountability and task performance that Luciana just spoke about. And finally, um, if we didn't meet, meet those task promises, how do we learn from them based on that performance? Module four uh, focused on sound decision-making and how we kind of need to unlearn some of our old habits to allow for more reliable decisions. So we introduced the two decision-making uh, processes that to Luciana's point a couple minutes ago, more objective. Um, they use a visual, transparent and systematic approach to making decisions. Um, one was choosing by advantages and the other the eighth redecision making process. Um, over to the right, you see Massport has a standard A3 format for their department. And just as, as another note, um, this year we've been holding a lot of choosing by advantages sessions and we've been holding those with um, Massport stakeholders to be sure that we're prioritizing the conditions of satisfaction and getting participation from the stakeholders while the decisions are being made um, and not after the fact. So the, the goal of that collaboration or, or the value there is we're focusing on the customer and we're inherently reducing the waste of, of rework that can come from uh, misalignment in our decision-making. Module five, uh, continuous improvement, of course, uh, starts with the famous plan, do, check, act cycle. Uh, taking time to understand the problem, making a plan to fix the problem, checking that the fix actually resolved your problem, and then finally acting by formally adopting a new process. Um, in the middle here, the plus delta tool, uh, it was a quick win opportunity for our trainees to try out right away um, able to collect live feedback at the end of your meetings and be able to improve yourself for the next one. And Luciana just spoke on regular retrospectives, a little bit of a more formal process done throughout um, a project life or a process life so that you gain, you gain the benefit of, of making improvements. Um, the session is really a reflection on your performance to date your accomplishments, your challenges, and creating some improvement strategies. Um, the retrospectives, again, are another all-inclusive collaborative session. Full team participates, and everybody's working together toward positive change for your project or your department or your process. And our final module, six, um, was a summary of our training modules. And we really use this time to reinforce the importance of building a lean culture um, before you're just pushing out the use of, of tools. Uh, we used a mural during our training sessions. Um, this really encouraged the sort of all voices heard atmosphere. Uh, we used the digital whiteboard to collect 
feedback, ask questions, really all of our interactive pieces during training. And um, this, was, this was a big hit with, with the attendees. Uh, Luciana recorded our, our training sessions and has them available for ongoing reference and for future use. So as with any teaching atmosphere, uh, you don't want attendees to just log in, hear you talk and, and check a box that their training is complete. We want them to engage and absorb the information that they learned. So following training, um, all the whole department took a competency check. Um, the check was 30 questions, multiple choice, true or false. Uh, the results were, were excellent. As you can see here, all 70 people passed and 65% passed on their first try. Um, I like to think that was in part because of the awesome trainers, but I might be a little biased. Um, and then just closing out here, uh, in the spirit of continuous improvement, uh, we performed a plus delta at the end of each module, and then we distributed a survey link at the end of the full training um, class. And all the feedback was anonymous. Um, we had quite positive results, especially, I guess I'll say, for mandatory uh, department-wide training. Uh, the top two graphs, most respondents felt that the training course was useful and would help them better complete their day-to-day -day work. Um, now, remember, the department is varied with many different specialties, so this was really a big win for us. Um, and then the bottom two graphs, the majority would recommend the training to their colleagues and found the material uh, clear and easy to understand. So I see Luciana popped in. Yeah, so Darcy, I, something that you can stay on the video, uh, something that I think was, was critical as you hinted, everybody in my department, so from uh, not only project manager, from the administrative team to my consultant on-site team, uh, all the way, I even attended. I helped them develop it. I even attended <laughs> because I didn't do the test though because I reviewed, I would have been cheating. And they actually reviewed uh, the questions when you when you did it. But, uh, was, uh, it, it's, it was critical to me to make sure that everybody um, uh, understood importance because it's not only we're going to have a second set of training, just focus on project manager, much more dive, uh, deep dive into the technicalities. Uh, but we needed to make sure that everybody had at least some general uh, understanding of, of the continuous improvement mindset that we want to instill. And it can be done from reviewing a document to delivering a project, right? So it doesn't really matter. Um, those tools can be applied on any settings uh, in any business. Um, and we give a little certificate to everybody who passed the test, actually, to even the second time. We also were timing. So we gave one week from the last class to get to do the uh, to do the competency check. So uh, and then, uh, as mentioned before, Darcy, you can go to the next slides uh, and mentioned before, we want to um, uh, Darcy and I and the Massport and Capital Program as a whole, I want to make sure that this information is available. Now, the training is not, 
the training that Darcy covered is not publicly available. Uh, but a, a positive feedback is that I presented, again, capital program, it's one, it's one of the major departments, but it's one department of a large organization. I present a similar presentation to other department and the CEO asked to take this training and to develop it and deliver it to everybody else in Massport. So I'm now working with HR to make it less capital program focus and so that uh, people in HR department can do it, people in ANF. Actually, the CFO reached out to me and said, okay, if I want to start, what should I do? And that's that. This is my intent to make sure that we, uh, we even with making this document available, the intent is. Where do we start? We'll give you where uh, we started. Uh, might work for you, might not work for you. You only know your your um, your organization. Uh, but the a slide that I really love, I stole from the training, is the next one. What one if until we stay in our comfort zone, it's very very good. But nothing will magic will can happen will happen. So. Um, we have to push ourselves outside uh, with the confidence and that magic will happen, but it will never happen inside our comfort zone. So uh, my, last, uh, my last slide before thanking you all and asking John to come in is like, don't worry, um, just try to go, try to do magic by getting out from your comfort. So thank you again. Um, we, if you, again, next slide, the, here are our email addresses feel free to reach out to Darcy and me, and we will be more than happy to, to continue the conversation. John, we'll give it back to you. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. Um, you know, at this point, um, we encourage you, anybody uh, who's, who's listening, um, to enter in any questions into the question and answer part, if, if you have any questions of, uh, Luciana or or Darcy um, on this great presentation. Um, while we're seeing whether or not uh, you know people get involved, I I'm curious as to uh, if you could talk a little bit about your path in terms of how were you introduced to Lean and and what made you so passionate about uh, implementing this at Massport. I'll be happy to. Darcy, un unmute and un uh, what do you call it? Uh, yes, show your camera too. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I'm more than happy. Thank you, John. Yeah. Um, I I stumbled into lean. Let's put it that way. Uh, I uh, I was at my I went to to the GSD, the School of Design at Harvard, and my thesis was implementing technology into the delivery process. So I was, I'm an architect, so I was very focused on implementing technology. And um, at DCAM in 2004, I was fascinated by implementing BIM and VDC, BIM. At that time, it was all, only building information modeling. And I was applying it in projects, and I was applying it using the traditional delivery process. And I was... I, I, my head is kind of a research. Uh, and I was, I was frustrated by the fact that no matter how much technology I was putting in, the process was not allowing me to uh, see the major benefit of implementing technology. So I started researching, how can I change the process? 
And that's how I stumbled into lean design and construction. So then from that, I went all the way to lean. I became a, a DCAM, the, which is the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, at the, the building department for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. I implemented lean, uh, lean Six Sigma, lean design and construction there too trained a bunch of people, and then that brought me here to Massport. And obviously I did, okay, let me take everything I've learned there and let's bring it here. Darcy? Ah, well, you know my answer. I, I was introduced to it for, by Luciana. So um, my first lean project was the uh, Framingham Logan Express Garage, 2013 or 2014. Yeah. And uh, you you live through it once and you get hooked. Um, I I'm very much about process, very much about efficiency. I get frustrated by the same things everyone else does of uh, of inefficiency, and uh, that was kind of it for me. I I was hooked hooked and have gone through as as you saw more certificates and more learning and um, now actually able to partner with with Massport to do some training for their people. That's like dream job. So <laughs> that's how I how I got into it. So I see a question from yeah. Brian. So Darcy is not one of my employees. <laughs> Darcy does not work for me. He, he works for Stantec. And um, let's say uh, she's one of the protege. Uh, there are three people that really, uh, something that I'm a teacher, I teach at WPI, I love teaching. Something that is, uh, that's beneficial to me is when I see that people like Darcy, people like another person that helped me, um, Ryan from WSP, Ryan Quota from WSP, and another one from Acom, take this and then implement it in their companies. So now Darcy, it's implementing lean for other projects, for other clients. In, uh, and, and, da, and Ryan is doing the same things. Uh, is there anyone else? So I was, I, uh, in other, let's say in other departments, there are, uh, let's say the other departments are using my lean consultants. Other department do not, departments do not have a director or a deputy director when I was that has that passion, but they understand the value. I have lean consultants and oftentimes aviation comes say, can I use your lean consultant to do this process improvement? And I said, go ahead. Uh, recently, IT has, uh, has uh, uh, advertised for a continuous improvement staff. So slowly, uh, but surely the change is happening. Yeah, I want I want to point out uh, you you you'll probably be interested in that uh, Brian is a lean six sigma black belt, but he's also written some books of experiences called Lean for Good, oh, where uh, nonprofits and stuff have implemented lean. So um, there's another question on choosing by advantage that this was a new term, and uh, uh, Zach asked if you could give a brief description. Darcy, go ahead. <laughs> okay um choosing my advantages it is it is uh there's a little variable in how complicated or how simple it can be um and again it goes back to what luciana said in terms of trying to make our decisions more objective than subjective so the the end of the day you are you are applying your facts 
and you're applying your I'll call it your priorities, but there's CBA has a whole language of its own, so I'll try not to get into the language, but you're basically um, applying your priorities to the facts. Again, it's a, it's a collaborative process, so it's not Luciana deciding what her priority is. It's all the stakeholders in the room or wh whoever, you know, whoever's applicable to whatever we're deciding on. Um, for example, a, a structural um, component, we have our structural team, but we also have capital program structural um, representatives. And it's a, it's a pretty systematic approach um, that anchors your, your facts and data to each other for your alternatives. And you end up with sort of an un, as unbiased as opinions can be, an unbiased um, accounting of what your best technical solution is. Yeah. The interesting and tricky thing about CBA is you, you don't apply your, your cost factor to it until the very end so that you, you identify your value of your alternative. And then at the end of the day, it's up to someone like Luciana, is the, is the, sticker, the sticker price worth um, the alternative? So I don't know, Luciana, if you want to add anything more. Yeah, from your no, you, you, you know, you, you do great in explaining it. Oftentimes, uh, when you have to evaluate alternatives, you say, okay, let's see the plus and the minus. Mm -hmm. I hate that, that because every plus obviously is a minus on the other hand. So what CBA kind of focuses is on the advantages and the weight of each advantage, right? So you evaluate every... Um, if you have to go on vacation, we, uh, I am one of those persons that even to go vacation, we use CBA, but don't, don't tell my husband. <laughs> um, but if we have to go on vacation, right, uh, if you have to go home and see my parents or go see a new place, right, uh, there are plus and minuses on both ends. But then where is it? So we, we'll evaluate. Last time, we let's assume that one, say, okay. Uh, go see your relatives you have not seen it for two, two years, you highlight just the advantages, and then you wait based on the most critical, you call it a paramount, which one is the most critical advantages, is it looking for a new place better than not seeing your, your father, right, so uh, I, if I've not seen my dad in four years, because I've not seen it, yes, that probably it's more important than if I've seen him uh, last year, right? So it kind of start to weight the advantages and uh, but look at more objectively. It's uh, the clients, my clients love it. And I was surprised because it's, we have different way of doing it. We have three different, there is the more scientific one and the, the, the less scientific one, but it is, uh, it really eliminates all the subjectivity uh, out as much as it can. I, I know that we're getting close to the end of time and we've got a couple of questions, but there's one that's one of my favorite questions, which is from a student saying, you know, as a grad student, in this case, supply chain specialty what do you think is the first step towards building a career towards sustainable projects with frugal operating processes? So um, if you've got a student who's really, you know, is, is into this kind of stuff and really wants to get involved in sustainability, what's your advice? Um, let's see, Darcy, do you want to start and then I'll chime in? <laughs> You're closer to call to school than I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my, yeah, it's um, goodness. The I my my opinion on this stuff is always um, short-sighted versus versus you know the long view and whether you're implementing lean or sustainability or resiliency, the 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 impact now versus the impact of the future, right? So the, the frugal part is a problem. Um, it's really, I'll just be blunt, it, it's, it's tough to get the buy-in or the spend early, but it's always worth it in the long run. It's always worth it. Um, so I think the step is find the person who has the long view, you know, who, who understands like, like Luciana that the investment now is worth it. Um, that's yeah. kind of my two cents. I, I don't know what you would add on no, to think, that. Yeah, but. I think sustainability is, is uh, it's every every sector can apply uh, lean and uh, as frugal as uh, processes are, there are things that were put in place for reasons, right? Um, maybe now they are unnecessary oftentimes saying, why are we doing this again? And people stop and say, oh, I don't really know. You know, it's a, as much as people um, step back and don't take it as uh, 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 too too personal, right? Uh, the 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 invoicing process. Uh, I had, I still have. Uh, it bothers me that I still have four steps that bring no value. But guess what? We have to leave it there, right? Uh, but look at the bright side, we went from 20 to six, right? Uh, we are really eliminated. So if there is a mindset that continuous improvement can always be done, I think it can be done in any sector, in a sustainable you know, process in projects, especially in the design and construction too. So I don't know, uh, Sri, if I was able to answer your question, but. I think, I think you know, my, my advice to Sri is that, that you gotta be creative in your, your reading of like um, job postings and stuff like that, that a lot of times there is much more opportunity there if you know how to position your experience and you know um, what your strengths are. And really it is taking your passion, the, you know, I'm sure when Luciana, you know, graduated from school and stuff, she never expected to get hooked on lean, never expected that her career would follow the path that it's following. You know, so it's a matter of being creative and, and following what you want to do and finding the right places where people are receptive to you doing it. Yeah. Are you interested in learning more about Lean and Six Sigma? Or are you looking to expand your existing skills to apply them to environmental impacts at your work or in the local community? Check out our free online course called Lean Six Sigma and the Environment on thinkific.com. We'll teach you about the Lean Forms of Waste and Waste Walks, which stands for Water, Air Emissions, Solid Waste, Toxins, and Energy. We'll go over examples of reducing electricity and solid waste, teach you how to involve your facilities and environment safety and health personnel. We'll provide guidance on how to green your 5S and Lean Kaizen events and many other tools specific to finding environmental opportunities. Learn more at LeanSixSigmaEnvironment.org.